Hello, friends. This is Tabitha Haynes and Stacy March, and this is the Flaws of Friendship podcast. As women, we need deep love and connection with each other. So we're here to help you stay when it's hard, laugh when it's good, and celebrate friendships built to last. We're so happy you are here. It is episode eight, The Gospel of Friendship, and I'm really excited about this one because I got a lot of breakthrough this week from just learning about how friendship love is such a beautiful picture of what kind of love Jesus had to come to this earth and take it over with love. And so I just want to talk about that with my friend today and with our friends today. So I'm really excited. But first, I wanted to ask you a couple questions. I was looking online. That's not where I thought that was going. Where did you? No, I did. I'm not getting to the good stuff yet. I'm getting to this good stuff. This is 71 good questions to ask your best friends. Oh my gosh, I stink at this. And this is from Teen Vogue. (laughs) Teen Vogue. This credit is for Teen Vogue. Oh my gosh. So 71 questions. I'm just going to ask you a couple. You guys will have to go to Teen Vogue 71 questions to ask your best friends. Do I get a pass? And do this. Nope. Okay, let's let's do this. I feel like this isn't fair. Okay. What's been your most embarrassing moment in your life? Okay. <laughs> I was six years old. I was a softball prodigy might be a strong word. I was a tough little thing, okay? Okay. With my big league chew in, stuffed into my cheek, and I was six. I was a slugger. But I had been telling the coach, I really need to go to the bathroom. And he said, well, you're up. You know, you're up on deck. And I was like, no, no, you don't understand. I really need to go to the bathroom. And it's kind of like, you know, with my big league chew, my cheeks sticking out. I got to go to the bathroom. You know, like, you don't understand. And he's like, you can't. You're about to bat. Well, I'm on deck. I'm practicing my swing. Bladder's feeling a little full. I kind of walk a little funny to the plate. Take that first swing. Peed all over home plate. <laughs> I have never forgotten that. All over. Like, and that, you know, that umpire got out there and tried to brush it off with his brush. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was not, it was like the one game they were out of town. And I think I was spending the night with Tam Thompson. So I was, it was a mess. But yeah, I, I mean, that's probably the last time that coach didn't listen to a six-year-old say, I have to go to the bathroom, put a substitute in, coach. Yeah, you let the babies go potty. They yeah. need, They had to go potty an hour ago is what that meant. Woo, that's pretty Thanks embarrassing. Thanks for that question. Uh-huh. Okay, Next. let's go. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. What, if, what does Team what, Vogue want to know about me? What do you do when no one else is around? Well, there's a reason I do it when no one else is around. I ain't telling you. No, I'm just kidding. What do I do when no one else is around? Yes. Um, I sing. I sing a lot. Okay. But I do that when people are around. So, but it's it's to another level. Like, do I'm gonna one sing. little note of what some of your singing. No, I'll bust the. Do a soft version. Are you talking about in my previous? professional life. Yeah, your previous. In my previous professional life, I studied opera. Come on, do, I don't even care if you bust the sound waves. Just do one. Just one. Just one little. (laughs) 
makes me so happy. It's really a great stress reliever. It is. You don't even have to. You don't even have to know how to do it to no yeah. to receive stress it lets relief. Steam out of the top of my head. My kids do it too. Anyway, okay. Next, if you had three wishes, what would you wish for? Oh gosh, what did you wish for last night when I made you blow out a candle? World peace. You did not. You uh, did not. No, I I actually wished. Yeah, for help. That was my wish. Oh, that's right. Help. help. Do you want to skip this one or you want to give it? Do you want to try it? Okay, let me just picture if I had a candle in front of me and they said make a wish. Or actually, look at this guy. That's Aladdin. I need you to pretend like he's, look, he's like, what? Three wishes? Um, I can't. I actually have one that, um, tell me. Okay. Don't tell anyone. I won't. I wish for a change of vocation. <clears throat> well, I think you said that to the world. But hey, that's okay. Okay, number two. I just want one. <laughs> oh, you just want one? Okay, okay. One. Okay, wait, let me think of one more. That my okay, another wish prayer is that um and this is and I'm being serious, I'm not trying to appear, you know, more more righteous than I am. Okay. But when I, but I pray often that all my children would know the Lord. Well, that's a beautiful wish and yeah, prayer. That's my wish and prayer. And number three, um, I don't know. What you, okay, you fill it in. You say one. What What would I What's wish, a wish for you? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Just say a wish. And oh, then we'll get three. A wish? That's three. Um. I think it's hard to come up with a wish. It is hard to come up with a wish. Yeah, I hope this podcast does well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I wanted to touch women's lives. All right, I'll wish that too. Okay. All right? Okay, let's look. <laughs> hey, so what's your favorite way to exercise? My mouth. Yeah. <laughs> true that was good okay your turn you just scroll through here okay wait um, let's see what we got i know what your favorite holiday is okay um if you were an animal what would you be well my sister tells me that i would be a sloth <laughs> i don't know why she said i look like a sloth i yeah, but don't, you don't act like one no i guess if i'd probably be a monkey or something Okay, you don't have to come up with three, but this is a good one. And probably one I could rattle off about 20 because that's just who I am. Okay. What are your top three biggest pet peeves? I do not like to listen to people chew. Oh. Okay. Or slurp. Let me stick it to the top of my mouth. Or slurp. Uh, Just anything. I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? I don't like that. I don't like the, and that's like, you know, it has one of those long words of what oh, yeah. kind of phobia yeah. that is, but I do not like that's, that drives me crazy. Okay. I like people to get to the point. I don't like you to go in circles. Do not beat around the bush with me. Just say it straight. If you're beating around the bush, I just don't get it. And if I do get it, then I'm mad. So I make you keep on beating around the bush until you come out with it. So that's a pet peeve of mine. That's helpful to know. And another pet peeve is daylight savings time. (laughs) 
like why? So I don't know why. Okay. Okay. All right. One more. One more. Okay. Um, 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 what's your absolute dream job? My dream, my absolute dream job? Oh, hmm. Flaws of Friendship podcaster? You know what? This is pretty, this This is is a dream job. You know, I didn't even think that I ever wanted to podcast, but hey, if I could do dream job, if I could get paid to be with my friends... Heck yeah. yeah, I would totally do this. Oh, yeah. We could just like hang out and talk and make graphics all day. Yeah. And that would be really fun to me. And just so, I yeah. I go with that one too myself. Yeah. It would be a great dream job. And I would probably love to do just my little creative things on the side just for fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, that was fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get go to at it. the heart of this. And so I'm just praying that we can say this simply. Um, I was at church Sunday and there was a guest speaker and he brought up the scripture. It was John 21, about verse 15 through 17. And so you guys can go back and look at that, but it's Jesus talking about Peter. And it's the time where he asks Peter if he loves him and he asks him three times. And the speaker said, that there were actually a couple different words that were used in that scripture for love. And for some reason, it just stuck. It stuck to my heart. So I knew that the Lord was doing something, but I just didn't know yet because I had to get through the rest of my week. So I'll set that there for a minute and let you know what was happening in the rest of the week. So you had texted me. Saturday. And and you were talking about our friendship. Do you want to kind of... Say a little bit about. I was, I, I had just been pondering. I don't know that my question had anything to do, though. Did it with well, where it, it went? sort of did because how did we get? We were talking about liking somehow. Oh yeah, got, I had asked a question, and then we were talking about that would be really bad if we didn't like each other, but just loved each other. Yeah, or so, maybe we didn't even say just love each other. Like that would be really bad if we actually were stuck together and didn't like each other. Yeah, we're like, oh, God wants us to be friends. He has this awesome, yeah. you know, friendship. But I don't for like us, you, and I don't, you don't like, like me. You. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, <gasps> which honestly, I feel like we've gone through <laughs> we seasons have. of that to where we knew we were stuck together. We just didn't like each other. I think that's sort of what happened. Yeah, in our blue blow up, and so I was like. It threw me back, and I was like, do I like you? Do I like anybody? Do I even like myself? Like, it, like, <laughs> threw me into this tailspin. And on top of that, just thinking through what it means to like somebody, what it means to love somebody, and what it means to – just what it means. It was just so crazy. And at the same time, rewind a little bit, and I – was at work and two ladies who listened to the podcast, they stopped me and they're like, we are listening to the podcast. And I was like, oh, that's so great. And one of them, she looked at me and she was like, can I ask you a personal question? Well, some people don't like personal questions, but I don't mind them. What about you? No, I don't mind them. So I'm like, go for it. Yeah. And so she was like, did you grow up with a strict parent? And I was like, 
I guess you could say that I did. And she was like, I can, I can see a lot of that in you, especially because my friend, my best friend grew up that way. And I see a lot of the same tendencies in you as a friend. Do they have a lot of the same dynamics? That yeah, we do? exactly. Okay. She said that's how she kind of recognized mm. it. And I think she could, I think she had a prophetic gift as well because she could just, you could tell. Yeah. It was just on her and she, those people call out your business. And so she just kind of called it out. You could tell she pulled on the heartstrings. And so when she said that, it hit me that there are certain things that happen in our life. You know, when people treat us certain ways, we create stereotypes based upon people's personalities. And I don't think we mean to, but if we don't watch that when we create these stereotypes, we place it on those people that we don't like and we place it on those that we love. Yeah. And it's going, I mean, right now in the world, just look at the political climate, look at the religious climate. We have so many stereotypes of people creating their own armor to how to deal with culture mm-hmm. that it's creating a big old mess and people have lost the art of loving one another. And so I was able to take a real good look at, hey, this is she called me out on it and it called the truth out. And I was able to say, Stacy, there are things in your personality that actually make me well, I guess I have defense mechanisms to certain characteristics that you have. And whether you even did anything or not, I had the same defense mechanism that popped up no matter what. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're shaking yes at the at the video screen. And I'm in so, and so first of all, it hit me. I had to realize, wow, that I was taking things out on her. Sometimes, even if it was something that I should have talked to you more gently about, my go to was total defense. Like it's wartime. There's like. It felt more like a battle than just a little boop. Hey, Stacey, that, you know, let's negotiate here. Let's, you know, last week we were talking about the art of negotiation. And it's like I couldn't even bring come to the table of negotiation because it was battle time. And I vacillated between rebelling against you or people pleasing. And I just, there was, and it's always this constant war. Sorry, guys. And, um... So there's that war going on in me. and But when I, sh- so I shared it with her this week. And guys, I mean, you can, maybe you can just talk a minute. It's okay. Like that stuff, to hear something hard that somebody's feeling, even though they don't want to hurt you, but know that it's harder to hear. Um, No, I was really glad you finally said it because I always knew. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah, it was, you know, there was always the the feeling that she's, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely can say things wrong and do things wrong and, you know, don't, don't misunderstand. But I always knew that, um, I, I just had the feeling that you were holding things against me that I weren't, I wasn't responsible for. Yeah. 
You know, like, and I just knew you had to work. Like, this is a little over the top. Yeah. So I always knew it. I was, I was actually finally glad you realized it and said it because I couldn't have been the one to say, look, you're only seeing me through this way because of this person in your life. And that's not mine to carry. Mm -hmm. That's not fair to me. Mm -hmm. But, um, but at the same time, I can understand the trigger because we all have them. Yeah. So I can be, um, I don't know. I was just really glad that you recognized it, that the, that I didn't, that I wasn't the one to say it, you know? So it made me, it was, it's my privilege to, I think, stay alongside Mm -hmm. you. And just when you're, when you're ready, when the Lord reveals it and it's time for me just to sit here and listen and go, I love you, you know? And I don't know. I wasn't offended. So good. Thank you. You're welcome. And so because she wasn't offended, which a lot of times most people are when I share my feelings, my most people don't understand me. Most of the time, they're just, they get defensive back with me. And I felt like as my friend in that moment, because you were able to not be defensive with me and just hear me out. And you just said, listen, you don't have, and you flipped it. Like everything I was trying to strive for, you were like, hey, you don't have to strive for my love. You don't, if I'm in a bad mood, you don't have to perform for me. And which mm-hmm. as soon as she said that, it it went to the heart of why I was defensive. Because I was striving and I was performing for love, for people's love. And I thought that's what I had to do. But I was so tired of striving and performing that it just, it just, all it did was make me fight or be just not loved and not loved very well. And I'll just say this to anybody, you know, who's out there a little frustrated, but I, um, I had told, I've told you over the course of the years, I mean, I have said that phrase to you, you do not have to do anything for me. You don't have to work for me. You don't have to perform for me. <laughs> but until you were ready to see it and to hear it and to receive it, it just didn't matter. All my job to do was to stay. Mm-hmm. I just had to stay. <clears throat> and I knew that at some point, deep in my knower, I knew at some point it was going to click. My job was to stay. My job was to repeat until one day it clicked. So for any, for any friendship out there where maybe you're going through something where you're just like, I've been saying it over and over, like, what's it going to take? She'll get it. She will get it. Just Mm -hmm. wait. Just keep saying it. As long as it's not a toxic, um, relationship. I mean, just stay and let her figure it out because she will. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and you get the, the joy of reaping the benefits of that. Yeah. And it also, guys, didn't come until we both decided that we needed to communicate better with one another. Mm -hmm. We actually had to listen to one another and actually really be willing to listen. Yeah. And we weren't, we didn't do that. Excuse me. We didn't do that well the first time. So Mm -hmm. I just felt, I felt much more safe to actually say how I'm really feeling this time around than I ever have before with Stacy. And that's just because we both set that precedent to say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to talk with one another no matter what. And so it's really helped. So set that ahead of time to say, let's be honest with each other, even if it hurts for a second. Yeah. Because the healing is going to come and the joy is going to come. So what was so powerful about that 
<clears throat> is not only did I feel loved by Stacy, but in that moment when she could love me purely like that, she wasn't defensive. She just said, I love you. Don't strive. Don't perform for me. And in that second, I, it's like I went deeper and I felt the Lord say, I, that's what love I have for you, Japtha. You don't have to strive. You don't have to perform for my love. And it just spilled out into Jesus. Friendship is like the gospel to me. And it's the gospel to him. Like Jesus who said, man, all of the world needs a savior. So God is in heaven saying the world needs something. They need a savior. And so what am I going to do? And he sends Jesus. And guys, this is so beautiful to me. And just like, is that he sent Jesus as friend. All throughout scripture, Jesus is referred to as our friend. And so here we are with the flaws of friendship saying, guys, friendship matters. And what we're saying is Jesus matters. This is why we are here. Because if we want to learn to love, we have to learn how to be a friend and let somebody be our friend. And so to me, it was just so powerful. Yeah, it's really special. Um, Two things when you were talking earlier. Uh Number one is, I forgot. So let me go to number two. I'll call that number one. Okay. Um, The Tabitha and I, when we were reunited. Oh, I remember what number one was. Let me say it real quick. During our break... Um, I feel like you can you can say if this is wrong, but I do okay. feel like I got softer. <laughs> Which, I got more tender. I got softer, and I was able to receive that better than I would have before. So yes, don't be afraid to take a break because you might just need it. Yeah, if it's you know Jesus induced. And number two is when we first got back together and we were talking about ways that we communicate. We both agreed that. Sometimes we're just really bad communicators and we just might need to text it before we ever speak it. Like if we, if it was left up to us to go and have to tell each other face to face, we probably wouldn't do it. And so we both agreed we're willing to be bad at communication if a text is what we need. And that's how this, this exchange came. Mm-hmm. So decide, mutually decide upon, we don't text for everything. Last night we were talking face to face pretty openly, but sometimes when it's hard and especially, well, no, I think with both of us, we like to write out some things and it helps us understand it and to comprehend. And we sort of teach ourselves as we're, I know I do. I can teach myself as I'm writing. And I feel like, okay, it teaches me how to trust you because if I can trust you, with my words, not there. It kind of helps. It yeah. softens, like it creates a tiny bit of safety barrier until you can be face to face and trust yeah. that you can do that together. So it was like a testing of the waters. It's all, it was mm-hmm. almost like my life vest mm-hmm. to go into deep water that I didn't know yet. Yeah. It was just like put on my life vest for this time, even though I know how to swim. But I'm just going to put it on just to make sure I can float through something that might be a little different yeah. to me. So, And I'm not going to lie. I mean, overwhelmingly love took over. But I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, there could have been some anger, you know, in seeing that all these years I've known it. You know, why, why can't you? But I just I would like to encourage, encourage the friend to. 
has to be on the receiving end of sometimes some difficult um, information from your from your close friend or best friend. It took a lot of guts for her to come to me and to come to you. So at least give her the honor and respect that she deserves because she could have bottled that up and it could have been one more barrier in your relationship. But the fact that she came to you and tried, you need to honor that and you need to really tell her how much you admire her for doing that, that she can trust you. If you're not going to be someone trustworthy enough that she can come and lay her heart out to you in whatever flawed fashion it may be in, because it's all going to be flawed. We're never going to write everything the same. We're never going to speak everything. I mean, we're never going to write everything correctly. We're never going to say everything as wisely as we wish we should have or as filtered. Look past all that. And that's one of the pillars of this whole thing is transparency. Mm-hmm. If you can look past through the all the flaws of how she came to you and look past it and go, man, this was so admirable. This is so, I treasure this. For her to have told me this, this is a treasure in my heart that no one can now you know, take away from me. And this is, again, almost like a, a, a one of those like crowns or just a special thing that I can then go and take to the Lord and just say, thank you so much for the years of plowing. Thank you so much that finally what you've done in me made it possible for her to come. I lay this at your feet. So it's a real privilege. Don't be like shooing people off or shaming them because they've come to you. It's a privilege for people to come to you. It means they trusted you. Mm-hmm. It took some guts. So yeah, don't hard. discount that. Really, don't discount that. Yeah. And so we hope, you know, that's a big prayer that people will learn how to be honest with each other because, oh, it can just... Yeah, it opens up the floodgates. It really yeah, does. and it didn't just change my relationship with you. It changed my relationship with the Lord. Right. Because if Jesus is our friend, then how I view Jesus is going to be mirrored in how I view Stacy, how I treat her and how she treats me. It's going to be a perfect thermometer, right. you know, or gauge of how I view Jesus, yeah. my Savior. How many people out there who are le- who are leaving the churches don't want anything to do with Christianity, and it has nothing to do with Jesus. It has to do with all these people walking around him saying they represent him and they speak for him. Yeah, and they're not being good friends. They're not being good friends. Yeah. So how how can if she knows Jesus better because of because I shut up and said thank you for telling me that, and you, you know, whatever I said to her, y'all, life's worth it. Yeah. Friendship's worth it. Friendship is very worth it. And so, and it didn't just, it made a breakthrough for her. And it wasn't, it's it's crazy because it went right past Stacy into my past. It literally went past Stacy into my past and it was bigger than her. And it took, you know, her being like Jesus, choosing a Jesus way to act towards me to blow that barrier up. And so we have to learn how to be like, and we have to learn how to love. And so I want to go back to this scripture because it, it gives us a tiny glimpse of what is happening. And so if you look in John 21, it is Jesus talking to Peter and he asks him three times, 
if he loves him. Now, if you guys know from previous stories, Peter is the one who denies Jesus three times. So he's like, Jesus, I love you. I'll never deny you. And Jesus is like, dude, you are going to deny me three times. And he's like, no, I love you. And I'll never do that. And so he totally did it. Totally, I'm sure, felt overwhelmed and shameful. So here he is. Jesus is back and he's sitting with Peter. He's about ready to release him in to his ministry. And guys, his ministry is beautiful and powerful. But before he does, he has to ask him a few questions. And so he says, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And he asks him a few different times. And so I want to break down just there's two different loves that are talked about. One is like an, it's called agape love. And that means an unconditional, unearned type of love. Selfless. The, Selfless. You're going to lay your life down for, yeah. for it. Yeah. You didn't mm-hmm. earn it, but you just, yeah, it's the lay down lover kind of love. And so that's the agape. And then they had, a, I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, filio. So, and that is a friendship kind of love. The affection and the bond of just having a friend. It's the like, I like you. And so at first, Jesus says, Peter, do you agape? Do you unconditionally love me? And so Peter says, yeah, I I feel you. I like you. I brotherly love you. And so Jesus asks him again, Peter, do you agape love me? Do you unconditionally, selflessly love me? And Peter is grieved because he's like, Lord, you know, in his head, I'm sure he's like, I let you down three times. I don't know. I thought I loved you before and I let you down. So I love you like a brother. I like you, man. And he's like, you know, my heart, God, you know, if I love you, like, And so what I love at the end is Jesus says, he asks one more question and he says, Peter, and he flips it. He says, Peter, do you filio me? Do you, do you have brotherly affection for me? And then Peter says, yes, Lord, I agape love you. And he's, he flips it. So they flip it. And so I thought maybe we could talk about that because it's just like something is amazing to me how we were talking about the difference between like and love. And here we have this beautiful scripture of Jesus talking about these two kinds, this, this brotherly, sisterly friendship affection. But then there's this beautiful, like laid down unconditional love that you have to get to. But there was something that happened where you, you couldn't have one without the other. And I really like that. So do you have any thoughts about it at all? I'm just sitting here learning all kinds of stuff. I mean, I don't know what it all means. I don't. And so maybe, you know, we guys, you know, I'd love to talk about it with you guys. But there's just something that happened where it starts with Jesus saying, do you love me unconditionally? And Peter is like, I love you like a friend. Because I believe that friendship should be the big, I don't think that you can have love without friendship to me. There just seems like... You know, even for Jesus to die for us, he died so that we could get to the Father, so we could have greater measure of love. Yeah. And so he's saying, listen, do you unconditionally love me? But in order to do that, I understand that you have to have brotherly affection for me. Before we can even get to the bigger, Mm -hmm. greater kind of love, we have to. Yeah. 
I mean, I'll just say really simplistically because it's a it, that's really deep. It's so, so deep, and it's beautiful. But but simplistically for me, mm-hmm. I feel like since we have reconnected, mm-hmm. I know I'm talking to Jesus more as my friend. Mm, that's so awesome. Yeah, like I can when that when this relationship was restored, I actually can see him in the role of brother and friend better. And when that was broken, I think. I was broken with him in that friendship way. So, you know, for me, it's like how we experience um, the the love, uh, the friendship of Jesus is missing because we're not seeing friends walking in friendship on the earth. But more than that is I'd rather you be walking in friendship instead of what I mean, I hope that you're watching us and going, man, it stirs in your heart something to have a healthy, godly friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, but unless you're experiencing it, you know, I really do believe and it's a lot of the heart behind this. If you're not experiencing earthly, sisterly friend affection. By someone that you don't have to be with because of blood, but you choose to. Which is that unconditional, like, it doesn't matter. I don't have to be here. Yeah. But when you know someone's choosing you, well, Jesus didn't have to choose you, but he chose you Mm -hmm. to be his friend. And she's a representation of that in my life. So just as a more, uh, I guess, just a simple way, I just find myself talking to Jesus in in a more friendly way. Mm -hmm. And I love that. How he's like, listen, I want to be your friend. So I want you to have friends in life so you can learn, learn about me. There was a time in my life where I felt like, you know, there's the Trinity. So there's God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I was getting, I was praying one day and I said, God, I get you as father. I think I'm really starting to get that revelation of mm-hmm. the protective father, the one who created me. You're you're so protective. You're you're authoritative but gentle. Yeah. You fight for me, but you hold me in your lap. Like I was getting that part. Yeah. And Holy Spirit, I was going through this awakening where the spirit, I could feel the burn and just the presence of Holy Spirit. And it was really exciting, but one of the things I kept praying was, Jesus, I know I know you're my savior. I know you're a counselor. I know you're man. I know. And I was just naming all these things. But I said, honestly, I'm just not getting who you are, though. Like, personally, as yeah. I was getting God the Father and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, you know, I just feel like in those moments of prayer, he was just like, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. I'm going to let you walk this out in a greater measure than you have ever. This isn't just a revelation I want to give you. I actually want to give you like people who represent me on earth. Like how I came and walked with men, I'm going to give that to you. And it's not just going to be one revelation of me. That's not how I want you to know me. I want you to know me as friend. Mm -hmm. And so he puts people like Tabitha in my life, you know, and says, here you go. Here's a good representation of how I want to live with you on earth. Yes, because I feel like I had written in my notes that friendship is the first step to love. Mm -hmm. Like he just, Jesus came down and said, I love you, but I'm going to be your friend. And so we have to get this. We have to have good friendships in our life to see the gospel in such, in a more it's multifaceted and we so we need healthy friendships in our life to really represent what that looks like mm-hmm. to really pull us deeper and to learn how to love 
well because it takes that that affection to say hey i'm with you i'm mm. going to check on you i'm going to call you i'm going to do life with you and then something happens just like it happened in peter where god's like now that we've had that guess what like he showed peter because you've been with me because you see because something happened in that moment where he said peter i still love you cuz he was there he was saying you know what i'm here we're we're doing this reconciliation right now cuz that's what was happening in that moment when peter and jesus were talking after he had denied him and mm-hmm. now he's like do you love me and so peter's having to say okay i messed up but you know my heart and you're telling me that you love me you see that I love you and that we are reconciled and we're ready to go. And yeah. because I can love you as my brother, now I can, no matter what, I know that I'm going to be faithful mm-hmm. to you. And so it's just beautiful that when your friendships cross over into an unconditional love for each other, this laid down, I'll lay down my life for you. That's when covenant begins. That's when you just something beautiful happens like never before. And that's what we are chasing after, guys, on the flaws of friendship. We want you to connect with your friends so that you can experience the agape through the filio that you like. Filio the friendship. And let's get to the unconditional, laid down, selfless kind of love for one another. Because when we do that, we will wreck the earth with the revelation of Jesus as Savior. And when we receive that, we are going to receive love like never before. And we are going to understand how heaven operates. Yeah. And that is exciting to me. It is. And there's really something so special. I, you know, Jesus chose his 12 and he walked, you know, as, as brothers and friends throughout the earth. And look, that wouldn't have gained as much traction as it did. And we wouldn't still be talking about this 2000 years later if it wasn't magnetic. So when you hook up with your friends and you are walking this out in a covenantal, godly kingdom way, I guarantee you it's going to be magnetic and you are going to draw people that you never would on your own. You're just... It, it's like the, you know, when you're, when you click with your people and you're out, you know, your, your few circle friends and your covenantal friends and things like that. If we're treating each other well, if we're communicating well, I mean, if you think of all the things as friends we could do well as examples to the world, I guarantee you it would match up to what we would individually say the world needs. You know, mm-hmm. it just would. I mean, we're, We need to learn to communicate better and to honor each other and to respect each other and not to be so isolated, but to be joined with others. And we need the iron sharpening iron and we need all those things. And when you have it and people watch it, I mean, that's why the scripture says they'll know you by your love. Well, how are they going to know you by your love if you're not loving, if you're not walking in such a close covenantal loving relationship that makes them go, I want that. It's like a godly jealousy. Mm-hmm. that arises in them. If you ain't loving well, I'm not so sure that that, you know, in our limited view of what it means to go and evangelize, we always think that it means going and, you know, doing some kind of special mission trip. And it can where you're just mm-hmm. going to love on some people. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more, I think it's deeper. I think it's more than watching the day-to-day love between friends and spouses and family members if they can watch that, then you bring them into the fold and something amazing happens when they're brought in 
to a loving and environment like that and relationship like that. So I'm just, I'm just trying to encourage it's magnetic. Like this is worth investing in. If you have a heart for people to know God, go invest in friendship. Yeah. Go find yourself a friend. Go make up with your friend. Yeah. Go find a friend. Go make up with your friend or keep on plowing it out with your friend because it matters. And just, I think it matters more than we realize. I don't. After even just taking a glimpse into this week, just how truly friendship is connected with the gospel of just what Jesus did for us as friend, it just blows my mind. That's why I was like, I don't even know. You can't even dig to the depth of what this means. Yeah. But every day, I'm hoping that we are making that exchange where we say, okay, I'm hoping that this affection that I have for you will cross over into something unconditional Mm -hmm. and selfless because that's what Jesus did. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for that. Love me. Love me selflessly. Yeah. (laughs) Literally love me selflessly. Oh yeah. That's fun. And Jesus loves us selflessly. And what's sad is we're not recognizing the selfless love. Because yeah, you we, can practice that on me if you want. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, I, I receive. Just love me selflessly. I'll just sit and bask in it, because you know I'm such a giver. <laughs> I am a real giver. You are a giver. <laughs> Al, you're hugging me a little tight there. You sure are a giver. Oh, that kind of hurts. Oh, guys, guess what? When I first met Stacy, she would not hug. I, you yeah. were not a hugger. You're right. You're right. I always tease because it just makes me laugh. Just picture this, and this is you know brotherly affection turning into unconditional. Are you something. mocking me right now? No, this I'm is gonna, a beautiful. I might get offended. We'll end with this beautiful little story of how you know. A little brotherly affection turn into something so much deeper. Oh my gosh. So I would hug Stacy because I'm a hugger. And so she was like a little piece of soap, like slippery soap. You know, when you're when you're little and you're like I would do this. Yeah, and I'm like She's going in for the kill and I'm like, get off. And I would be like, she's trying to get away like a little slippery yeah. fishy, a little slippery piece of soap. And I'm just like, oh, she's like giving me a friendship <laughs> challenge. Friendship challenge. <laughs> the friendship challenge. And so I would just hug her. But now you actually will hug me. Oh, like, yeah. She will really hug me. Oh, no, I'll hug you. Oh, yeah. She'll give me a good hug. Oh, man, you're strong. Neck. Yeah, sometimes she <laughs> hugs my neck and sometimes she hugs my body like agape love. And sometimes she filios me by feeling my throat. <laughs> so don't let your friend filio your throat. Let her filio your heart and turn it into something much deeper and unconditional and selfless. Oh, gosh. That's a good word, Tab. Yeah. Um, so do you have any other thoughts on that? I mean, it's something that we'll have to dig into deeper because I just wanted to scratch the surface and really let it be a challenge to us to really say, what kind of friend am I being and how do I get to just love like never before my friendships? Because it's what Jesus wants. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. No, I would just like to say today on the podcast, we got like super spiritual. And even if you aren't walking with the Lord, I still hope you picked up some really good just relational tips today. We won't always be this spirit. I mean, we're walking with Jesus. We're Christians. But I mean, we won't always. I don't want somebody to think that just because we were today, you know, we're always trying to teach scripture and that's that's not the case. So you're welcome here. That's, my, that's all I'm saying. You're welcome here. Sometimes it's more tools and tips and funny stories. But mm-hmm. today this was really on Tabitha's heart because she carries um, just a really deep and special revelation from this week. So we wanted to share that too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had to share my breakthrough and the only person that brought me through it was Stacy loving like Jesus and Jesus being Jesus. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. And people know the difference when something, my belly's growling, crossing over into, I really love you. Yeah. Even when I don't like you. Yeah. I so, love you. Yes. Because that just happens all in our marriages, in our friendships, mm-hmm. everywhere. I don't always like you, but if you can get to that deeper kind of love for one another, you don't it, always like it me. It overrides. Do you not always like me? No. I'm very likable. Yeah. Yeah. No, I am. Yeah, you are. And I am too. So, I mean, if we're all honest, we'll say we don't always like each other. And that's the problem. When we don't like each other, we don't know what to do. So we leave, we blow up, we're mean to each other. We don't know how to react when we don't like something somebody did, somebody said, or how. Because it's usually what you did, what you said, and we don't like it. Right. But I tell you why, we're liking each other a lot better now that we're actually talking. We're exposed, we're vulnerable, and somebody said... I love it that you chose to do that with me. I love you more. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes you, it actually makes you more likable. Look, if you want to be liked, love. If you want to be liked, love. That's the word. All right, guys. Seriously. Yep. That is a good word. That's just a great way to end it. All right. Let's end it then. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the Flaws of Friendship podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share it with your friends. We will see you next Friendship Friday. Have a great weekend.